0: Hi there! Welcome to episode 66 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to may not be the most recognizable song from the Chrono Trigger soundtrack, but it absolutely suits the needs of tonight's episode. As is tradition here on the Waveback Podcast, we're concluding Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween with another spooky special full of some of our very favorite spooky tunes. Get your scary costumes ready, because it's time for the Halloween Spooky Special for Happy Halloween, Matt!
1: Oh, happy Halloween indeed, Chris.
0: It is, uh, where you are, well, we're obviously not recording this on Halloween, but this episode is going live... On Halloween, as it has for the past four years—sorry, past three years—it's the fourth year. Can you believe I've been doing this show for four years?
1: Um, no, but and I don't want to—I don't want to hijack your four-year anniversary because that's fantastic. If you're doing anything for four years, is is a a milestone, you know, in this culture and day and age. But um, this is
0: your one-year anniversary, right? This the is spooky my one-year special anniversary. Was, uh, exactly. Look at that! Congratulations, you've you've made yeah. it a year.
1: Congratulations! You've made it four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I don't even know. It's been longer than four. I I can't remember when my first episode was, but I'm just looking at wow, spooky special four. It's the fourth yeah. time I've done this, and uh, I have barely begun to scratch the surface of episodes I want to do.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I know that there's a list somewhere that's you know longer than your leg it's, of of games. Yeah, it's it's
0: pretty tremendous. I wish I could do this <laughs> show every week, but. Uh, alas, time restraints <laughs> so um uh each one of us uh, as as we have done every year, each of us has picked five spooky songs to listen to and discuss, and this year, I gotta tell you, this year features some real winners um not that any of the previous years haven't, but there's like there's a handful of songs on here that I am so excited to talk about it is just out of this world i'm so glad that some of the my favorite songs i've heard this year just happened to fit within this spooky special so um i'm I'm stoked oh yeah that's always great i am when you you
1: find something you're like oh man this is such good music i'll never get to this episode you know the cover and then all of a sudden you're like wait a second
0: i can at least pick one track huzzah yeah that's
1: that's exactly how i feel about one of my tracks so (laughs)
0: All right. Well, uh, let's let's jump right in. Let's get right to it.
1: Yes, let's do it. All right. So
0: uh, we'll we'll be doing a bunch of different games. So we'll just uh, talk about each composer and whatnot as we as we get to them. So uh, we're going to take turns. I'm going to go first. Matt's going to go second and we'll alternate Mm -hmm. uh, for the rest of the evening. We've each picked five, like I said, and my first one comes from the secret of monkey island one of my all-time favorite games uh it's a great game this one i was kind of surprised i hadn't (laughs) picked already uh but then i remembered i picked a different monkey island song uh before so uh no no time like the present to pick the voodoo lady song um uh, fairly fitting voodoo lady voodoo shop i've seen it called a, a couple of different things um in my track listing, I've always had it called Voodoo Lady, uh, and this is the music that plays when you go see the Voodoo Lady in the first Secret of Monkey Island. This is the uh, CD-ROM iteration of the song, um, so it's nice and high quality. Uh it's really one of my favorite soundtracks. This is by Michael Land, uh, who is known for doing a, a lot more Monkey Island stuff, also Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing, SimCity 4, uh, and Patrick Mundy, who honestly, I, I can't find any more besides the secret of monkey island to his credit uh barney jones uh who hasn't done much video game work but mo- worked on uh, music and movies like toy story 3 brave and coco so nice. that's pretty sweet uh and andy newell uh known for loom herx adventure and the sims online among others uh, i believe um the way the soundtrack is listed, it's, uh, you know, the Monkey Island soundtrack by Michael Land and Patrick Bundy, Barney Jones uh,
1: and Andy <laughs> Newell. So, like,
0: I think he did the primary compositions and then uh, these guys, th- these guys helped him out uh, with like finishing touches, finishing it off. So I can't really say for sure who wrote specifically what song, but those are the credits that go with this one. Um, and so let's dive in. Here is our first track of the night, Voodoo Lady from The Secret of Monkey Island. Voodoo Lady from The Immortal Secret of Monkey Island. What a marvelous song, right?
1: Every aspect of that game is marvelous. It's just such a fantastic <laughs> game to begin with. The concept, the, the I love the graphics. The look of that game is so um, iconic. But then the soundtrack on top of it just, you know, again, I always say this every episode at least once or twice, The total package of a game is so important graphics gameplay story music and this is one of those games and this is one of those songs obviously it fits the spookiness but it really uh, ties into this whole um, reluctant pirate adventure if you will yeah
0: it's very haunted it's I mean you're in this voodoo shop where there's like skulls and stuff all over the place and a giant glowing green potion and it's obviously funny as hell because that's where you pick up the uh, rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle.
1: <laughs> uh, there's such good stuff in that game, man. I'm, I, I I think I'm going to go back and play. I haven't played it in years.
0: I recently started a playthrough uh, once I finally got my 360 up and running down here nice. in my basement because um, uh, I have the, the remastered version on 360, which is just marvelous. So do I. That needs yes. to be ported to the modern consoles, so just Switch, PS4, Xbox One. It just needs to consistently be on all modern consoles from here until Always, eternity. forever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, so I started to play through that real quick with my son, and I still think he's a little too young to really get it. He thought the sword fighting was pretty funny, because, um, you know, <laughs> it's the insult sword fighting is the... the
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: how many pe- how many people I have told how appropriate you fight like a cow, and maybe like six of them have ever gotten it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the people you keep as friends.
0: Exactly, those are the people who are who have impressed me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this song, like, even we we're just singing the praises of Monkey Island, but when you really really break down to what this song is, it's you know it's a bit repetitive, but it's got that it's got that reggae flavor that um th- th- mm-hmm. this whole Islander kind of feeling that this game goes for uh and it just it just nails exactly what it's supposed to be. There's no actual danger in this room. It's just perceived danger. It's spooky. Um and uh it's just the right level of eerie. It's just that that whistle, you know, that that really
1: X-Filesy whistle. Exactly. It's, it's just just really like Chris uh Chris Carter.
0: Yeah. Very yeah. very deep and islandy and mysterious whistle sound that just plays over all the you know the organ and everything, and the the horns. And I love this soundtrack so much. I love it so much.
1: Oh yeah, it's it like you said. It's got a little uh, the reggae flavor, the little reggae bass, nice little paced piece that kind of just chills. And like you said, yeah, there's no there's no danger. You're just you're just kind of. It's almost like um, what's uh uh what do you call it? Um, a shop music.
0: Yeah, it's almost a shop music. Yeah. And
1: eerie shop music. E- <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> this is the only time we can get away with making that corny ass laugh. <laughs> so I'm going to do the hell out of it.
0: Well, let yeah. us uh, continue the spooky train. You're up next, Matt.
1: Oh, man. Does that mean I'm the uh, coal car? Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Sorry. Train humor. All right. Ugh, chew, Choo, choo. Um, so my first track of the evening comes to us from a game that I've been talking about, I don't know, for the past month or so over the course of a couple episodes. If you've met me in person and we talked about any video game, I brought this game up. I'm absolutely like head over heels infatuated with this game. And um, by the time this episode airs, I may have beaten it. I may not have. The game's called The Graveyard Keeper. And I cannot sing its praise enough. I don't know what it is about this game that I love so much. But definitely one big aspect of the game is the soundtrack and um, you know maybe at some point uh, we'll we'll cover it, we'll tackle it or whatever but for now we're just going to have to do with a track called Spooky Main Theme and this plays uh, during the loading slash like you're loading up the game and it's main screen and uh, it's by now the only information I could find was this gentleman's name Hamaz El Hamari and when I looked him up, I found his um, uh, what is it, Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and he had no other information. Nothing. He's he hasn't worked on anything else, uh, according to his little bio. He's done a few things here and there, but he doesn't name anything. And when I sought him out, uh, I couldn't really find much else. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's written quite a fantastic soundtrack for this game, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, we can talk a little bit more about. Uh, about the music, I suppose, right after we give it a listen. So here it is. Spooky Main Theme from Graveyard Keeper.
0: was um spooky main manu
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah right
0: uh yeah I mean I don't know if that's supposed to say menu but according to his bandcamp cage uh bandcamp page uh Hamza El Ham- Hamri uh wrote spooky main manu. Uh so I'm gonna go ahead and say that's what it's actually called. And um as somebody who's never, I've I've only given the stuff that you gave me a very, like, quick few seconds listening just to make sure I had the right tracks picked out. Um, sure. So, as somebody coming to this track almost completely blind, uh, this is really, really impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's It's got that kind of Adam's Family movie vibe, you know, of, like, the score yep. to that movie with just, like, all the harpsichord and whatnot, and it's just mm-hmm. that kind of playfully spooky but then every now and then it really hits you with those um those really deep uh boom 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 almost like somebody's trying to break out of a coffin um <laughs> which is like really cool because it's a gravekeeper game so uh yeah. i'm really impressed with this track it's pr- it's pretty great
1: <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much everything you just said is exactly how i feel about it there's a um i don't know if our listeners I- i'm sure our listeners are familiar with silly symphonies the um Mary Melodies Halloween, uh, you know, with the dancing skeletons. And yeah, play xylophone on the the dude's rib cage and backbones and stuff. And to me, to me, that's Halloween every year. On my Facebook, I post it, you know, because it's it's I've, it's kind of like my weird little tradition. I somehow found a T shirt at Target with those guys on it, and I had to have <laughs> it, you know. So Halloween is my favorite holiday. I love it, you know, because it's the one time of year where you can you know, worship death and not be a weirdo. <laughs> so um, but but this song, the the composition, the like you said, the harps, accords, the, the playfulness of it, it's everything that I love about Halloween, or at least it's everything that I feel invokes Halloween. And it's just such a great tune. There I, I was torn between this and there's a dungeon theme, because uh, you go a little dungeon crawling in the game. But uh I, I thought, nah, this is this is Halloween for me. This is quote unquote spooky music, and I, I love it. I absolutely love this song. Well, I'm really glad
0: you picked it. Um I you've you've talked about this game a couple of times the last time last couple of times we've spoken, and uh mm-hmm. I still don't really know a lot about it, and I'm really interested to listen to the rest of the soundtrack now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's there on YouTube. You got the guys bandcamp. And for those of you out there who want to, you know, we'll have it in the show notes. Check it out yourself, man. It's it's a beautifully orchestrated soundtrack.
0: Well, if it's all as good as that track, then uh, we're in for a treat. I would say so. So that was a game from from this year, from 2018. And uh, we're we're actually going to be hitting a couple of those, which is pretty odd for uh, the Waveback podcast. But there's (laughs) some really good music that came out this year. Uh, it's kind of hard to ignore, man. It, it really is, and we're 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 going to do something about that later this le- probably early next year. We're gonna we're gonna do something about that, Matt.
1: Uh, oh,
0: but yeah, what are we
1: gonna do? We're just
0: gonna keep that under wraps, you know.
1: Oh, we're gonna we're gonna, I'm sorry, guys.
0: We're just gonna just hold on to that. Just we've we've got some cool things planned for the
1: future. Um, I hope I'm involved.
0: Oh, you oh you are. <laughs> <laughs> so sticking with 2018, we're gonna switch over to. Uh, to to my turn and we're gonna listen to a track from one of the best games i've played this year and that would be a track from runner three um i am a humongous fan of the bit trip series uh one of my favorite episodes i've ever done on this show was uh my bit trip saga episode uh, It was back when i was doing the show solo and it's uh, i all the games have been have had their music composed by matthew harwood uh who is also known for alien hominid battle block theater uh, infinite crisis uh and it's some of the most remarkably gorgeous and incredible music i have ever heard um comes out of the bit trip series um and, uh, runner two uh the soundtrack was just just astonishingly good and when runner three came out. I was initially kind of disappointed by what I had heard in the trailers about the music that it seemed to skew a little bit more towards goofy than beautiful. Uh and then having to having played through the game, I j- the music really clicked with me and it is it is j- it's it's just amazing. It's simply amazing. Um have, have you haven't heard this before, right? If you you haven't played Runner series. No, 3
1: yet. I'm not I'm not too familiar with the Runner series. I've seen screens and and stills and stuff and um, I believe when part three was coming out, I, I, I believe you talked a little, we talked a little bit about it. Mostly your excitement for it cause you're yeah. a fan of the the franchise. So that's really kind of my, um, uh, I don't know, FaceTime with it, so to speak.
0: Gotcha. Well, the track we're going to be listening to tonight is called it's Arbor day. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it is the first song you hear in Spookyland. Which okay. is uh, a <laughs> because you think it's Arbor Day. Is this really going to be a spooky song? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, it is the first track you hear in uh, the second world in the game, which is Spooky Land, um, which is really awesome. J- you should watch a playthrough or or, or f- play through the game yourself uh, just for Spooky Land. I think you'd really just love all the the grotesque weirdness that's going on in there. Um, you had me at grotesque. <laughs> but this song's uh this song's extraordinary. And uh, I really hope you enjoy it. So here is It's Arbor Day from the Runner 3 soundtrack, or Runner 3, because that's how we say words. Enjoy.
1: Holy cow that was awesome that was so good right stop the episode we're done we're done I don't care I don't care what you say we're done that was freaking awesome
0: oh my god I was so excited for you to hear that song I knew you'd love that song Oh, just the way it, it just keeps iterating on itself and building. And just when you think it's like as intense as it's going to get, then it just gets even louder and crazier and just.
1: It's like, <sighs> it's like a Tim Burton, like early Tim Burton, uh, which would then uh, evoke uh, Danny Elfman. But like a Tim Burton, um, uh, like, uh, what's the word? It's maniacal. It Yes. Like said, it, yes. It starts. Yes, that's exactly right it starts and it's like and it just gets more intense and more maniacal and it 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 makes me think of like like Beetlejuice and and uh you know early Danny Elfman work it's so good yeah
0: it's really really remarkable and um one of the other pieces I love so much about this is that uh it it really remembers its own roots in that uh, once you get to the I think the third like I guess it, level of intensity in it, the mm-hmm. the main melody is being played by these like eight bit bloops like the doot doot do 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 they just really pulling in this really retro style because uh that's kind of where this whole bit trip series comes from. And mm-hmm. um, God, just the way this builds, the way all the layers come together, and that's that's this game's whole soundtrack, is, is just stuff like this. Because the way the game works is that um, each part, e- each chunk that builds like that, um, as you're playing through the stage, there's power-ups you get. Um, mm-hmm. And if you collect those power-ups, it makes the music change to the next level of intensity. So if you miss those ah. power-ups, it'll stay pretty chill the entire time but as as you get the power-ups the the music just gets more and more like you said maniacal and god this song (laughs) and this isn't you know this isn't the only song in spooky land i had a real hard time flipping back and forth because the other song that's that comes out of spooky land is a very very spooky reggae feel okay and it's just like this total opposite side of the coin to this one and i was like oh, how do I pick one of these two songs?
1: Uh, nah. But I,
0: I picked this one because I thought you'd like this one better, and I'm so glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, but now I want to hear that other one, so going to have to listen to that afterwards. I, I'm about to go listen to this whole body of work from the Runner franchise. If 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 this is indicative of like the quality of music that goes into this, this series, then I should have... Just a blast listening to this stuff.
0: I, I couldn't possibly recommend it more. I mean, the uh, <laughs> what I did for the the previous the, the only other Bit Trip episode I've done was to talk about the Bit Trip saga, which was the first, I think, six games uh, that were all kind of lumped together. They all kind of, uh, you know, it was a, a beat core, uh, beat core runner. Um, void Fate. I'm, I'm missing one of them. Um, and they all kind of tell a story. Those six games tell us mm-hmm. just kind of have this weird overarching narrative, or at least I, I kind of feel like they do. And um, it's 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 really amazing. And some of the music is, uh, it's all of this quality. Um, and what's cool about the original bit, uh, the original bit trip games is that they all, each game kind of took a different. Like basic Atari style of gameplay and then make a rhythm game out of it. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, Bitrip Beat and um, uh, Flux, I think, are um, both like Pong, basically like musical Pong. And uh, the, the Runner is very like a musical pitfall, more or less. And um, the, each one of those games has a different like musical style that they play with. It's really fascinating stuff. Um, and Runner 3 is... Even on the surface, if it wasn't what people were expecting, I like I did not expect to fall. I was so disappointed when it first came out and I didn't expect to fall so deeply in love with it. And every time I listen to the soundtrack, I'm like, man, this game was good. Man, this game was fun. This music's incredible. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's almost. Wow. What am I following up with here? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thanks. Couldn't have saved this for the end, huh? All right. <laughs> your pick, not mine. You couldn't have saved your pick for the end. Um, oh, no.
0: I'm pretty sure I I saved my biggest gun for last.
1: Mm, all right. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I see. What, okay. <laughs> You've heard me talk about that game for, like, yes. all years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. All right, all right. Enough fooling around here. Okay. So, So um, this next one comes from, uh, you know, a childhood institution, I think. Uh, I was
0: shocked when I saw that you picked a song from this game because I I've was never, too. I've never played more than the demo. So, I, I, I'm giving you an. The game itself is trash, but I am giving the soundtrack an open mind. So, talk yeah.
1: to yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was never the biggest uh, Sonic the Hedgehog fan. This track comes from Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 2006, um, widely
0: regarded as one of the worst games ever.
1: Yet. Some of this music is really good. Uh I'm not going to lie. When uh putting together my list for this uh particular episode, I cast a wide net. Uh some songs came to me very easily. Uh some of my favorite games uh exist in this list. Um and then some of the other ones are really like kind of the internet calling to me. So for a couple of days I just I just went on this like YouTube uh rabbit hole and I found you know, everyone has a list of what they think is spooky music. And I was like, oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. You know, and a couple of um, a couple of tracks stood out, but this one really stood out to me. And there's, um, and uh, I, I again, yeah, I only played a bit of this particular Sonic, and but again, not being a huge fan, I didn't have much interest in it, so I didn't get very far. But I saw this track and I said, there's no way that there's music in Sonic the Hedgehog that's spooky oh i was wrong well, i was wrong
0: yeah i have used sonic on previous episodes of the spooky special, just not this one
1: yeah i maybe maybe uh, maybe my mind is clouded with uh my kind of general ennui towards the series but mm-hmm. anyway, this track is called uh i'm gonna um Mephile's whisper right that's m e p h i l e yeah let's let's go with that sure uh it <laughs> Thanks. Uh I'm going to need a little more saving grace on this one too. It was uh, it was written by uh Hideki Kobayashi. Uh his his credits include the Sonic franchise, uh the Fantasy Star Online and Fantasy Star Online and some of its other franchise games like Online 2 and um Knight's Dream uh Journey of Dreams, excuse me. Um Oh, Knight's Journey of Dreams. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I knew that would be kind of like a one of those things like, huh, uh, fond or not. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say except for, uh, here it comes, man. Just, uh, you just enjoy this along with us and, uh, talk about it afterwards, I suppose. good <laughs> didn't <laughs> was, expect it right it's really good <laughs> so so when i when i listened to it um what really caught me off the bat was kind of the quintessential horror uh sound effects like the um i've seen it reproduced live there's a way that you play a symbol you basically drag the tip of the stick across it mm-hmm. and it creates that like that kind of sound like almost yeah. like a reverse and 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 so there's a lot of horror uh, movie elements to the particular track—the heavy reverb, piano, and yeah, yeah, the distance and, and stuff. And so that just grabbed me at first, and then it goes into that big sweeping crescendo that almost comes out of nowhere.
0: I like. I just wanted to go on an adventure. I wanted to go save a princess. I just wanted to fight a bad it, guys. Wow! All
1: right. It it almost feels like why did this game suck so bad? <laughs>
0: Yeah. uh, Well, the music is not always a reflection of the gameplay.
1: (laughs) Indeed you do. There's there's plenty of games out there that are, you know, just that.
0: Great soundtrack, not so great game. Yeah, no, I I did not care for this game in in the least. I played a very little of it, and I just kept running off the edge because everything in this game is broken. (laughs) And then there's the whole, you know, obviously the whole bestiality business with sonic uh kissing a human princess and it's just like you like didn't you, have wait, to go what? there. Yeah. <laughs> you you didn't <laughs> have to why? go there. Why?
1: Yeah, why do we do this? Why? Yeah, you know.
0: But that what was a you? good song. It was a it was a good creepy tune followed up by like I really liked that pretty sweeping invigorating bit at the end. I, re- I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it's almost um coming out of the horror like proverbially coming out of the horror and being triumphant,
0: indeed. Gotta love, gotta love triumph.
1: <laughs> I, I do. I personally, I do. Uh, Speedy I've,
0: blue triumph. I've,
1: I've seen enough failure. <laughs> uh.
0: well, I tell you, our next track isn't a failure. Our next track yes, comes from one of the best games ever. Yes. Uh, one of my absolute all-time favorite games. Yes. Uh, and a track that is not. It's, it's quite memorable. It's not something that I typically listen to because it is very uh, atmospheric, uh, but it certainly comes from some memorable moments in the game. And uh, we are talking about Chrono Trigger, mm. and the song in particular we're talking about is called Confusing Melody. Uh, this track, as far as I know, there are... A couple of names attached to the Chrono Trigger soundtrack, but I believe—and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong—but I believe that this track is uh, done by Yasunori Mitsuda, who uh, has worked on Xenogears, Kid Icarus Uprising, and even the first Mario Party.
1: Um, yep, uh, I will corroborate that. Uh,
0: this is uh, this is a really cool track. This was um, uh, in Magus's castle. And, uh, when you're facing off against Ozzy and lots of spooky, haunted, haunted things are happening, uh, this is, this is a weird song and it's a really cool song. Uh, so let's go ahead and give it a listen and enjoy.
1: there you have confusing melody from chrono trigger. Ooh. There, I I can't place in the game where that is, but I absolutely remember that track.
0: Yeah, it it just think of a uh, a dark castle and and fighting against Ozzy Flea and slash um just ooh. It's so weird cuz it's just there's not a lot to it, but what it no. does first off, just that instrument set is this is just so nostalgically like any sound that came from Chrono Trigger is always going to fill me with love and joy. Um yeah. But uh it's it's just the the perfect level of eerie. Um there's there's no kind of percussion or anything. It's just that one one high string note just just constantly and then mm-hmm. uh that weird like creepy laughing sound in the background and
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's just it's just something else the whole sound- obviously the whole soundtrack is something else, and I've been talking for years about doing a chrono trigger episode, which has gotta happen one of these days, but i twist my arm it's it's one of those like how many episodes do I dedicate to it kind of things. the soundtrack's oh, yeah, pretty true. pretty large but um it's uh maybe we'll get to it next year maybe maybe two thousand eighteen uh two thousand nineteen will be yeah. the the year of a uh, chrono, chrono trigger, although maybe I should wait until um <laughs> Uh, when was the apocalypse in Chrono Trigger? I think it was ninety nine. Yeah, uh, twenty nineteen. That works. There's nine, it's like an anniversary of the uh of the day <laughs> the of La- day of Lavos. Uh I think if, if I'm getting my dates correct. But yeah, I I don't have a ton more to say about it. It's There's nothing
1: more to say. It's yeah. it's um yeah, I think we talked about this prior to going on the air was uh, I did my best to stay away from atmospheric and eerie because I, I always feel like that's too easy. And you said, well, you know, that's kind of part and parcel to spooky music is, you know, developing an eerie atmosphere and stuff. And you're right. And this is definitely one of those tracks that it's sparse on music, air quotes, but mm-hmm. it's heavy on atmosphere and it's it's heavy on feeling.
0: Yeah, and it's it is a little bit like it's not a hundred percent ambient noise because there is like you know the 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 two different basically chord progressions that that go along with it, but it's a uh, it's nice. I like it. It's yep. eerie. It's spooky.
1: Woo! It's exactly what this episode called for.
0: It sure is. All right, Matt, you're up.
1: Yeah. So switching gears from uh, from that fantastic game, but not switching
0: th- gears too far.
1: No, as you'll see you in a moment <laughs> um, change of gears from Chrono Trigger we're going to move over to Mario Party 2 <laughs> I'm a big fan of the franchise I love Mario Party games um, I just think they're a lot of fun I'm, I'm a big fan of couch co-ops because that's kind of what we grew up on mm-hmm. you know I don't get me wrong I love online multiplayer it, it's great because someone's always on you don't have to wait for your friend to come over or whatever but there's definitely something nostalgic about you know losing and punching your friend in the shoulder or whatever So Mario Party always scratched that itch for me, and I took um, a track called Horror Land, Horror Land. Gotta stop being a New Yorker and actually pronounce my Rs. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) From Mario Party Two, it it uh, it's credited to four people, uh, and I am going to apologize every chance I get for ruining these names. It's uh, Hironoa Hiranoa Yamamoto. Sohei Bando, Kazuhiko Sawaguchi, oh man, I'm so sorry, guys, and uh, Yosunori Mitsuda. And they have collectively a ton of credits. uh, Like some uh, Bomberman 3 and Bomberman 64, the Mario Party franchise, uh, Chrono Trigger, as we just mentioned, Chrono Cross as well, Final Fantasy 15. uh, You know, look up these names look up the games, you'll see exactly what everyone, you know, for the most part, what everyone's done. Uh, So that's why I said I can corroborate your uh, Chrono Trigger, because that gentleman was found in my my research as well. Um, Yeah, I don't know that there's too much to say about this. If you're familiar with the Mario Party franchise, you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, You're familiar with Mario, you know, you think of things like the castles with Boo in them, and, you know, some of the... King Koopa stuff and, and so you get an idea and, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send it off to the track. So here it is: Harland from Mario Party 2. That that's horror land. <laughs> it's anything but horror, you know.
0: <laughs> I love spooky music in Mario games. I think we've done I one do. I, I don't know if we've done one every year, but uh there's there's some really great like spooky stuff. And this is this is, you know, kids cartoon spooky and it's yeah. great. It's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I I love, you know, some of my favorite horror movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. And, you know, and Halloween, so Blood and Guts, they go hand in hand with Halloween for some. And and I'm not, I'm I'm definitely one of those people. But there's definitely something fun about, like, children's Halloween, too. Because there's, you know, the people making it are adults. And they, you know, they know what's up. And they slip little things in there for the adults, too. But, like, the Mario games are, the Mario games will always be by far and wide, like, some of the most universally family friendly friendly entertainment you could find um and i think that's why a lot of people side note i think that's why a lot of people were blown away and there was such a, a strange like outcry when uh they announced the the belmonts in the new smash brothers that luigi like actually died They're like wait what
0: <laughs> yeah that was a very strange uh dichotomy there because, you know, we know Luigi's Mansion and Luigi fighting ghosts and sure. it was a perfect fit. It was the perfect thing to do, but it was like you know, the the first couple of trailers were kind of grisly. Like, even yeah. the first one when they announced Ridley, like the sound of Mario getting quote-unquote taken by, like, he murdered him. Like, he <laughs> yeah, just murdered yeah. him. He's dead. I mean, they He's made dead, the yeah. Mega Man death sound when you took Mega Man and it's the sound of... <laughs> <laughs> Mario and Mega Man were dead, and then Luigi was very dead, and then there's yeah. you could make an argument that King K ruled straight up murdered King DDD. So, very possible.
1: Uh, <laughs> lots, of murder going around in those uh, those but, trailers. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, such a such an outcry. But um,
0: but like we've done, like I, I mentioned before, we've we've done. Uh, let's see, in our first spooky special, uh, we did Super Mario World Ghost House. We did mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion main theme. Uh, and then in, in special two, we did Mario Kart sixty four Banshee Boardwalk. So yep. we've we've done three Mario spooky songs, and that's not even all of them. There's no. definitely more out there, especially yeah, when you plenty. dive into the the RPG series and and whatnot. Uh, Man, I love the RPG. <laughs> Mario RPG is great.
1: That's so good.
0: I I almost did a track from that this year. I'm I'm putting it off till next year, I suppose.
1: <laughs> Other things not got if I beat you to it.
0: Uh, you might. <laughs> so yeah. yeah i've I've never played Mario Party 2 uh I played Mario Party one and uh, I enjoyed it enough but I never really got into this series um but I do like I, i've I've enjoyed music when people have sent it my way uh and and this was a perfectly enjoyable song I liked this one
1: uh full disclosure I've probably played almost all the mario parties the full disclosure comes when I say nine times out of ten I was at a friend's house and pretty inebriated so I'm <laughs> I'm sure I've played them all you know over the years they wow. those were very fun drinking games like you have a few beers while you're playing Mario Party it's like those are good times right there man
0: I've I've heard that this new one coming out Super Mario Party does a lot to uh the thing with the Mario Party games especially like I, I feel like around Gamecube and Wii era uh, they just started to get a bit too complex. Like the, yeah. and the microphone and stuff like that. Just uh, keep it simple. Keep it fun. Um,
1: yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Ah yeah, Well,
0: all right. It is time to move on. We're traveling back to this year, uh, back to a new game that came out this year that I uh, have been head over heels in love with. Uh, and that game is called The Messenger. Yes, you I have. have been talking about it over on the Stone Age Gamer uh, quite a bit. It's, it's easily one of the best games I've played this year, uh, possibly even in recent memory. I was so floored by this game, uh, and really by the soundtrack as well. Um, the soundtrack to this was done by, I, I don't know the artist's real name. Uh, they're listed as Rainbow Dragon Eyes. and i have not found any other game works of theirs just uh various other original works that seem to sound pretty cool uh and the track that we're going to be listening to is called quill shrooms horrors uh takes place in a haunted swamp where you're fighting these like nasty zombie mushroom creatures and stuff uh it's super cool um the thing with the messenger soundtrack Besides this, the compositions being incredibly good is that every track in the game has uh, two versions, an eight-bit version and a 16- bit version. Uh, so it was it's, it, it was kind of tough picking which version to go with. Uh, I believe that th- I picked the 8-bit one on this one because I think it just it suits this particular song better. Um, it's so weird because when I say it's 8 bit versus 16 bit, it is very much NES and Genesis. Like, mm. you would think it would be NES and Super NES, but no, the 16-bit stages are 100% Sega Genesis. Uh, and the things that they've done with the music in this game are just so good. Uh, and this song is awesome. It's also a, I believe it's a kind of uh, spooky music we haven't really heard yet tonight. Because um, it's just, uh, it's a bit louder and rockier and just awesome. So, nice. uh Let's uh, let's go ahead and listen to Quill Shroom's horrors from *The Messenger*. Quill shrooms horrors. Matt had that one grab you
1: by the short and curlies, man. <laughs> that you know, <laughs> I hate these episodes because you always like rock my world, <laughs> and i I feel like <laughs> I feel like the apprentice coming to the master. Like, have you seen this one? Yes, I've heard <laughs> it. It's okay, you know. And you come and you're like, boy, sit down and listen. And I'm just like melting. My brain's melting out of my ears. This was so good it is it's so good
0: oh my god this whole game
1: soundtrack is nuts (laughs) you've been gushing about this game for a while this and celeste and like i i literally have a list of stuff you said that i'm like i have to get to play this i have to get to play this and i've seen screens i've seen some video of this i've seen and celeste and some other games and this game looks tremendously fun and the soundtrack just (sighs) wow that was such a good track i'm i'm definitely gonna listen to that like three or four more times on my way home tonight or something. It's it's such a good song.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll upload the 16-bit version for you too cuz uh they're just they're they're awesome. I this this game's soundtrack was just so ridiculous. I love it reminds me a lot of um the the shovel knight soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Very very similar very modern take on what the NES was theoretically capable of. Um right. and uh, just the it's 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 a very specific mastery because a lot of there's tons of modern chip tunes out there but there's of some of them really really get it right and this is just one of those things that can consistently it's it's a complex song that the drums are very you know they're hitting on all sorts of weird beats and stuff and towards the end it goes in that cut time bit um, i
1: love that oh, part oh by so- the way that's like my the whole song is fantastic but when it hit that cut time i was like oh, really? (laughs) Like, sometimes I just hear... There's parts of music that made me go, like, oh, and that's... In my head, I just did that. Oh, that's so good. Like, when you hear a song, you're like, this song is perfect. Like, it can't get any more perfect, and then it does something like that, and you're just like, oh, are you serious? God, there are Uh, so
0: many songs. There's so many songs that worked like that in this game. That's that's actually... That right there explains this game to a T, is... It was so consistently surprising the more I went through it. The more it changed what kind of game it was. And the more it just shattered my expectations as I went through it. And um, the the music is another one of those things. Because honestly, I feel like the, 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 the opening track in this game, not spectacular. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. But the deeper you go into this game, uh, in particular, the very last area in this game is, musically speaking unbelievable i i thought going into it that it was just like i really thought the game was going out on a whimper i really thought i was going into something incredibly corny and then all <laughs> of the parts and i mean this literally all the parts started moving and i was like oh my god this is incredible <laughs>
1: Man, uh all right. yeah this is, well, this is now moved like high <laughs> on my list of next to play
0: it's a remarkable. It's a remarkable game. Um, so
1: long as they don't put out a sequel to to Graveyard Keeper, I'll be <laughs> I'll be our, I'll get to play this <laughs> this year.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I this is another one of those songs that it's just so like. Where do you even begin on it? It's it's so all over the map. It's just it's instantly cool. Um, it just the right drum beat and just the right layer of because it does ooze spooky too. You know, it's like it's not sure. just great action game. It's got the right um, It's just the right number of minor notes to make this like, yeah, this is this is awesome spooky. And uh, I love it. Love it. Love it.
1: Yeah, there's that lead in it that it's it just sits so nicely in the cut. And and yeah, that's for me, that's the part that gives me like the the spooky uh, vibe and feel it, it's Beautiful piece, man. I'm I'm glad you threw that one up there. That's really good. I have, definitely have to check this game out. And of course, check its soundtrack out. Absolutely. All
0: right, Matt. You got you you got some you got some legendary stuff coming our way next.
1: I do, man. You know, I'd be remiss uh, if I didn't uh, if I didn't mention, you know, some Legend of Zelda stuff. One of my favorite Legend of Zelda games was Ocarina of Time. I I thought it was like for the time I thought it was a beautifully done game. Um I remember sinking a lot of hours into playing it. And I don't know that the this particular music came from one of my favorite areas because there were there were a lot of good areas in that game, and a lot of good dungeons and stuff, but the this track uh which is called Shadow Temple. Um wow. You know the Legend of Zelda franchise, if I may, I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent for a moment, has some of the most fantastic music, uh, I think, put down in any video game series franchise ever, and that's part and parcel to uh, Koji Kondu, Right? We, we've, we've mentioned him a ton during our uh, Super Smash series, obviously, because... The man's a well, legend. Legendary. In my notes, I wrote, by the immortal... <laughs> Koji Kondo because because um, so again I'd be a little remiss if I didn't if I didn't just kind of get a little Legend of Zelda in there I mean there's tons of great games out there we we just talked about a couple games that came out this year fantastic games but you know sometimes you got to go back to your roots and this is definitely one of them and I'm just going to play it and and, and we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk a lot about it <laughs> so here it is, man Shadow temple Koji Kandu enjoy <laughs>
0: You know anytime you hear drums like that it's spooky
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what it makes me think of it makes me think of these films from the 50s when like uh you know some square-jawed hero goes down on a plane with some woman and they crash in like the the amazon you know they they invented this uh tribe and they're the villains hmm. and they always play the you know the the congas or the bongos and it's so like overtly racist by today's standards but it was completely cool back then yeah <laughs> so, very
0: very tribal type stuff and yeah yeah
1: yeah less than savory ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately but um there's a lot about this that I absolutely love it's sometimes i feel like um and especially with soundtracks to films um that I feel that you don't necessarily have to have music. Um, I could I could put a period there too because some of my favorite films The Strangers and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for which I wrote an article that you can go back and read about the lack of music in horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes that stuff is scary, but then sometimes you have music that really fits the mood and it's uh, eerie, it's atmospheric and that you know that works too. But sometimes you get tracks in my opinion that are, Mm. They're not even music in some cases. They're not necessarily atmospheric either. They're almost like these dispond despondent uh despondent thank you. Uh pieces of work that almost seem like a, a hodgepodge of sound effects and notes. You know, for all intents and purposes. And they just come together in such a strange way. And sometimes listening to them uh, apart from the game or, or the accompanying media, I should say, whether it's game or film or whatever, um, it doesn't make sense. But this is one of the few that even without the um, Ocarina of Time game, the sh- seeing the Shadow Temple playing through the Shadow Temple, I think this is a piece that still instills that spookiness, that... Um, level of video game anxiety that we all get when we play something for the first time. There's a big fear of the unknown, like what's around the corner? What am I going to face next? You know, and I, I think it's, I mean, it's a testament to Coach Kondo and and just his, compos- uh, his, his his composing ability just to make fantastic music across the board. But this one in particular, really like it hits this nail on the head so hard, it drives it right through the board.
0: I I agree. This um this is definitely some, some creepy music. Uh the um the very first spooky special I actually picked a song from Ocarina of Time uh was was from my favorite dungeon, the Forest Temple, uh which I also think That's is a very good one. And it's a very different kind of spooky music. This is like this song just feels dry. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very it's a hot and dry and <laughs> bleh, bleh.
1: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's almost you know. You, uh, it's funny you're saying that. It can almost like uh ha, you know if you never played the game before and you just kind of had a have an image in mind. You know we were joking about the jungles up at the beginning, but I think you could get away with thinking of like sand dunes at night or something, or you know a uh, mm-hmm. Persian, uh, like Persian buildings, almost uh, like first prince of Persia kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's it's very. Um... I mean it it's very fitting and it is very very uh Halloweenish. It is very spooky. Like all the, the little chorus stuff that's going on in the background that just kind of trails down very ever so slightly as it goes. Like this is uh this is some some proper eerie music uh, and and it's and it's a darn good pick.
1: Thank you. I mean again, I feel like you could put all the Kondo's work on a wall throw a dart at it and you're going to hit something fantastic. That's true so you know there's that there's that <laughs> oh man all right everybody
0: this next track is the last one we're going to be listening to together this evening uh and uh i i arranged it so so that i would i would get this last pick because this is uh this is really really something something remarkable uh you you're going to want to get comfortable because this track is uh almost oh, wow it's almost 10 minutes long <laughs> um but this track takes you on quite a journey uh, as did this game um we are talking about probably my front runner for game of the year uh granted i have not played um God of War or Spider-Man yet but uh this game came out back in January uh and nothing i've played has really topped it for me quite yet i think i'm going to have to put a lot more thought into it towards the end of the year but uh the game we're talking about is Celeste um it's an indie game that came out on uh, various platforms and this game surprised and astonished me on so many levels and it was one of those things that after I beat the game I immediately went to uh, Lena Raine's Bandcamp page and downloaded the crap out of the soundtrack you sure did it's um because a, a lot of the music in this game is fairly ambient um but boy, when it decides to play some music, it haunts you. Uh, it it grabs you and does not let go. Um, because this game is, it's a two D pixel art kind of game, and yet it is one of the most emotional games I've ever played through. Uh, this game really, really knocked my socks off, and the music is no small part of it. Um, the 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 track we're going to be listening to is called Resurrections. I don't remember exactly where in the game this is from i i kind of mixed up a handful of parts in this game but i believe that this is uh where you meet Badalin. um is where this where you 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 hear this music i i could be wrong um uh, like i said i'm mixing up a lot of where the specific songs played in this in this game i really need to play it again uh i just wish i had the time <laughs> Celeste is the story of a girl named Madeline who is going through some stuff. And um, in order to kind of combat her own inner demons and just whatever she's whatever it is that she's going through in her life, uh, she deals with a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, uh, she decides she's going to climb this mountain, Mount Celeste. Uh, and because climbing the mountain is supposed to be one of the hardest things a person can do, um, it's supposed to be haunted or whatever, uh, and it's the story of you doing this like really crazy platforming stuff uh it's really really clever it's really well laid out like as a game it's very very fun to play but it also tells this really incredible story and uh badeline is basically the physical personification of all of uh madeline's worst impulses uh and all of her anger and all of her depression uh formed a being um I will never be able to do this game justice by talking about it. It's really something that you have to play uh, because it really is something remarkable. I know a lot of people who have played it and have just gotten almost nothing out of it. It's like, wow, that was a really fun, really hard game. Uh, but <laughs> that is not at all. The experience I had with it uh, <laughs> blew me away. Um, Lena rain. Uh, I believe she's done a couple of other video game soundtracks. Uh, I'm going to put a link to her uh bandcamp page in the show notes. Just, just check her out uh and really play celeste before you just listen to the entire soundtrack if you can um there's some of the most incredible game music just some of the most incredible music i've ever heard in my life came from this game uh and this track is called resurrections and uh yeah strap in um play it loud and enjoy here is resurrections from celeste that was resurrections uh from the Celeste soundtrack <laughs>
1: that was uh, that was quite oh, man that was quite a journey yeah that um boy <laughs> that there's, rate... <laughs> there's a lot yeah there's there's just i mean 10 minutes of music and and great music It's a lot to digest, and it's a lot to talk about. I I mean, very simply on the surface, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful track. Um, My favorite part of it has to be the first portion where it really comes in. Where the drums
0: come in and stuff?
1: Yeah, and it it, it hits so well.
0: Because it's just off. It's just so barely off. Lots of the notes in both the melody and the drums are just not hitting where they're supposed to hit, which just really gives you this feeling of and especially playing through it in the game. And I'm 99% sure that I'm talking about the right spot because it it feels like it's matching to me. It's like, it's, you're starting to come unhinged. You know, you've been on this mountain for a little while and the music is really representing that you are starting to become unhinged. And this bad version of yourself is showing up um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, appearing to you and being freaky and you're, all alone except for this alternate version of yourself that's all of your worst tendencies personified Um, and it just continues to build until it gets like vaguely calm for a minute and just which I, I I wish I could remember this exactly, but I'm pretty sure that at that point your character is basically just begging this bad version of herself to leave her alone, and mm-hmm. then when it goes off the rails, she starts chasing you, and you have to you're just doing all this crazy platforming, running away from her who is just following your every step, and um, I love the way that Lena Rain plays with uh, percussion uh, again, just with the the way that it's not quite synchronized in that beginning part and then just the way it kind of like right when it builds to that 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 chase section at the end those very just kind of unexpected fills with the uh the 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 quick snare rolls and whatnot is is so good (laughs) it's so well done um i i uh, yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could probably sit here and really just go on about it. But like at the end of the day, it's just a great um uh, it's just a great track and um you know, if if what you're saying is accurate, like that just sounds perfect. It's it's the perfect complement to, you know, potentially losing your mind via, you know, video game.
0: Yeah, it's it's beautiful, but it's also terrifying. Um, which is yeah. again, it's it's kind of like a theme of of Celeste is is you know there's there's some there's a certain beauty to things that are terrifying, like climbing this freaking mountain. Like once you get to the top of it, it's going to be a hell of a view. But this entire trip getting there is 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 freaking terrifying. And um, I, I did I did want to pick something from Celeste uh, because of just because I, I I wanted to you know obviously I wanted to pick something that was spooky, and this game really has a lot of genuinely scary moments in it. I, I, not not genuinely scary, like, you know, oh my God, my life! Uh, <laughs> just more like, Madeline is scared. You know, the character that you're playing as, you know, is scared. Um, and there was, there are some really, really great moments in that. And I, I went with this one uh, just because I love the journey that it takes you on. And I feel like it is a very, very good representation of what this soundtrack uh, has. And it's also so eerie. You know, it's, um, that, that, that kind of grungy bass synth that comes in, uh, from mm-hmm. time to time yeah. that just really builds underneath. Like it just, it plays to the whole underlying terror of the whole thing. And, um, uh, I just think this track's
1: incredible. I mean, it's, uh, it's a fantastic pick as all of yours have really been. So it's no shock there, but that's a really great pick. It's as, uh. This is another one that's good, that's uh high on my list to play.
0: Well, um yeah, I could like like Matt said, I could I could go on and on. I and I won't.
1: Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we only have but so many hours in the day.
0: Exactly. Uh so yeah, th- we we've done it. We have uh, accomplished our second uh spooky special together. Yep. Yep. Boy, this was a good episode. This it really was. was um, it really was. A lot there of was really some good music. Good tracks. I did not expect to be impressed by something from Sonic 06.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's the nature of this game. Let's let's I, I I feel a great sense of pride when I get to play something for you that either you're not familiar with or, you know, like Sonic 06 where you're like, Wait, what? So that's I mean, I get, really,
0: Jay. four out of your five I'm unfamiliar with because I've also not played uh, the the last game that we're going to be talking about. Man, for, you for know, more than a couple of seconds, but and yeah,
1: that's a shame, dude. That's a shame. It it's is my, one of my favorite series of all time.
0: It was one of the games that I I had bought and uh, just, I just I played the first couple of minutes of it and it I'm terrible at it. Uh, I'm not s- a big first person shooter. I'm not good at them. Um, yeah, I could. Uh, I've always wanted to go back to it and really give it a try because I've always heard how incredible it is. But anyway, we're, we're doing a little too inside baseball here. Let's uh, let's wrap things up before we (laughs) talk about what we're going to listen to. next. Um, Join us next time when Matt and I will be uh, getting back to uh, again, back to normal. I know we had one relatively normal (laughs) episode, then right back into a special, but uh, we're going to be getting things back to normal by listening to something that I've uh, really, it's a, It's a cult classic to me, and probably very few other people. Uh, But we're going to be listening to the music of a Super Nintendo game called Tin Star. Um, It's got a really great soundtrack, it's a very funny game, and it's tragically overlooked. And um, if we play our cards right, we may actually be able to include an interview with one of the game's composers uh, that I have been able to contact via the internets. Uh, So I'm extremely, extremely excited to talk to to talk to somebody that was involved in the making of this game. Cause it's just not a game that anyone talks about. And you know, we haven't uh, interviewed a lot of actual composers on this show before. Um, Vicky did a couple of great interviews um, uh, it, it go back to like risk of rain. Uh, I think she, she did uh, the interview for that one, but um, so we're going to try to, we're going to try to play some of that, you know, we're going to try to get, get some, some people involved to talk to about how they made this music besides just gushing over how much we <laughs> love it. But uh it's a it's a game that not a lot of people have played uh it is uh, i think it's a lot of fun and I think we're gonna have a blast with this soundtrack so um as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the games that we've uh, discussed here today and you can do so on our wavebook wave our wave book Facebook page <laughs> Our Way That's Back a whole Facebook different podcast. Page. It sure is. <laughs> uh, just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find out more information on our next games as well as a nice convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, we're going to leave you tonight with uh, Matt's final pick. Uh, we, you heard us talking about it a minute ago, and that game is Bioshock. Matt, mm-hmm. talk to me. Talk to us.
1: Uh, I love Bioshock. I love Bioshock 2, and not, not a lot of people did. I did not like Bioshock 3. But Bioshock 1, uh, again, going back to what I always talk about, the total package, game, graphics, storyline, music, this is it. This is the total package. BioShock 1. Uh Chris, you said you've never uh played really.
0: I have I- played the the first couple of minutes of BioShock. Um and I was just colossally awful at it, but I really did <laughs> like the uh I liked the intro very much. Um and I uh, there was a lot I liked about it uh when I was playing it and it was one of those situations where I'd play the game and then I'm, you know, go to work the next day and all the younger people were all just like uh, yeah, I'm way past that. And I'm like, well, you know what? Screw you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Screw you.
0: I'm going to play Mega Man 3 for the 450th time. <laughs> so there.
1: Suck on that. Um, I'm going to suggest that if you get some free time, you really should hunker down and play it. It's just a fantastic game. And it's so atmospheric. The 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 world they created under the water, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm the the main uh antagonist and his uh his peoples, the big daddies, the little sisters, everything about it's great. And I think it's also part and parcel to the soundtrack, which was uh written and composed by Gary What do you, how do you think that's pronounced? Shimon? I uh, I
0: wanna say Shyman.
1: Shyman, because we'll say Gary Shyman. Yeah. And he's known for – his first game was Voyeur, and he eventually moved on and, and continued with the Voyeur franchise. He spent a lot of time in television and movies and then came back to do the Destroy All Humans franchise, Dante's Inferno, which I had loved. And then I just have to throw this in there. Some of his work in, in film and television include Magnum P.I. and The A-Team. Like, hmm. <laughs> how varied could that possibly get? You know what I mean? Yeah but uh this track's called welcome to rapture rapture of course being the underworld uh the underwater city created by um uh, ryan in an attempt to put a utopia underwater uh-huh. what could possibly go wrong um was bubsy down there <laughs> no but dean was in some weird way i don't i don't know what he was doing down there <laughs> but anyway <laughs> but yes welcome to rapture just just a beautiful opening piece to kind of welcome you to the world that is Rapture, obviously no, I you know, no no you know what pun intended, um, and it it's just such a beautifully orchestrated piece, and I'm such a fan. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this, but if you haven't played Bioshock, go out there and do it. They did a remaster; all three are on one one disc for um. I know it's certainly for Xbox One, um, but yeah, get out there and play them. They're just so creepy. It's to me. If you ask me, Bioshock is what American horror stories should be. Shots fired. Mm.
2: Oh
0: wow!
1: So <laughs> that being said, we're gonna wish everyone a happy, healthy, safe, and scary Halloween.
0: Yes, indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and here is "Welcome to Rapture" from Bioshock. We'll see you next time, everyone. Happy Halloween and good night.